never oh, mind. Yeah, just, that was a bad. Man. That was a I bad was comparison. Richard's Chromecast crashed. Oh no! Wait, it was mine that crashed. <laughs> I hate when it. Please. It's Wednesday, August 7th, 2013. This is episode 65 of Yats. Every week, right here, Wednesday night, yet another tech show.com. Check it out. I'm Ant Lee. Joining me this evening, we have Ant Pruitt in the house. What's up, Ant? Mr. Lee, what's going on? Good to see you. Chris Miller joining us. What's up, Chris? Buenas noches. Larry Press also. What's up, Larry? Hi, guys. Good to see y'all. Mike Rothman. What's up, Mike? Hey, everyone. I missed y'all last week. We missed you, Mike, last week. Richard Hay also <laughs> joining us. What's up, Richard? Good nothing. <laughs> I like, let's just start since I had to cut you off pre-show because you always do that. What is that in the background? Is that the Chromecast? Are we Chromecasting? Chromecast, we are Chromecasting to a TV behind me here. So, uh, yeah, and I think we were discussing the technical uh, details of uh, how you do it. Basically, uh, Larry was asking uh, if you could just... Um, display any website, you can. Uh, so the way it works is that um, if you have an application that has support for the Chromecast and we've published the API, then uh, you can YouTube to the Chromecast, you can um, you, you can uh, Netflix to the Chromecast, and then there's a bunch of other sites. Hulu has said they're going to add support. HBO Go has even mentioned they might add support. Hey, even though they're, they're owned by Time Warner Cable, so I'm not holding my breath. I just don't want to see Matt behind you anymore. I just want to talk. Oh, keep going. No, that's yeah, okay. good. Please. That's getting – that's weird. No, no, it's I a gotcha. weird recursion then, thing. But then if you, do, if you do want to basically show something that is not currently supported, uh, you can basically go into Chrome, download the Chrome extension for casting Google Cast, and then you can take a, a tab and cast it to the TV. And how well does that work, Richard? Yeah. Uh, that works really well, actually. Well, uh, hold so, on. Are you on Are you on high bandwidth, though? Like, it works really well if you have good bandwidth, or...? Well, certainly here at work, where I am, I have good bandwidth. Sure. Um, but um, at my house, even, uh, like, for example, I'll give you the example with the awesome Nexus Q. Uh, the who? Where, where I, was, I was unable to get the Nexus Q to work effectively on my TV downstairs off the Wi-Fi hotspot upstairs. I think he said the Nexus Q. Yes, huh. I see. The yeah, there was some other word in there. Awesome, though. I think. Awesome, next. Oh, wonderful, <laughs> fantastic. Right, yes, all that. Right, yes. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so that was the three hundred dollar thing last year, uh, and uh, basically, I never really got it to work very well at my house. But the Chromecast works perfectly in the same environment, right? So, just as a as an anecdotal thing. Uh, the little Chromecast actually works better than the Nexus Q so, for, for uh, streaming video to my TV. So they subtracted, like... A little, little like, quick poll. There are six of us on, on the show tonight. How many of us, and tell the truth now, guys, how many of us have a uh, a uh, Chromecast uh, on order? I know I do. Everybody, yeah? Who does Everybody it? but me, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead Aunt, and jump in. Me and Ant, we don't. 
I'm going to go ahead and jump in. I'm probably just going to uh, order it, test it out, and then just gift it to somebody because I don't, I don't really need it. That's I'm in Ant's situation. Like I don't have an HDMI TV. I use just a big widescreen computer screen for my TV, so I don't really need it. But I tried to get my mom to get one. She's like, I don't get what it does. And I'm like, all right, forget it. Well, That's when you say, Mom, it doesn't matter. Just get it anyway. Yeah. Actually, the cool, is, the, one of the coolest for, use cases for the 35 bucks is just hook it to the TV, have it on an HDMI port, and then if you're going to watch a YouTube video, instead of just having everyone just, like, huddle around the phone, right? Mm-hmm. you just yeah. cast it to the TV and say, hey, let's let's watch, uh, you know, uh, whatever. Right. At $35, this is the, the tech nerd's impulse purchase of the year. This will yeah. be in see, everybody's stocking come Christmas, right? The people that bought five or six of them and decide they only need to use one, they just, like, gift the rest. So can I ask the tech question that uh, no one seems to ever ask? Sure. No. It doesn't work with BlackBerry, dude. Sorry. Internally in your house, doesn't it take three times the wireless bandwidth? That's what I asked at first. He has great bandwidth at work. No, 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 no. Bandwidth at work coming down is one thing. The bandwidth to come down to the device, back to the through the Wi-Fi that it's using to send the screen. Correct, but how many people at home have that type of bandwidth? What do you need? At access? least G or at least N? N, I would say, right? At least, right? Richard? Yeah, no. I mean, at my house, I I, I do find that uh, like because when I'm doing the casting directly to the device, then it's not doing all the redundant stuff. When I'm casting from my PC. Or oh, here's another interesting point: is that I can cast from my PC, my my Macintosh, my MacBook Pro, or my Pixel, but the cheaper Chromebooks won't do it because they don't have enough horses. But you say casting right to the device. That is still there's an intermediary. You're never going straight to the Chromecast. Oh, that's not true. That that that, that whenever I, I I select the app, if if the application supports the Chromecast, what happens is I just use my device to set up the talking between the Chromecast and Netflix or the Chromecast and YouTube. And then from that point, it's just YouTube directly to the device, and all my device does is kind of keep an eye on what's happening, and I can pause or fast forward and stuff, but I don't actually, it doesn't go through my device to get there. So it's tapping from the device straight to the YouTube server, whatever you're watching it from, using it as a remote. You're not literally streaming content from your phone to the device. But you are streaming your content from the PC or the the Pixel to the TV if you you cast a tab in Chrome. Right. And that doesn't... And how is the performance in that mode? That seems like it's a tough thing. That, that would use more wireless bandwidth, yeah. Mm-hmm. But and, but then this is also one of the reasons why they limit that to 720p. They won't do 1080p, this type of stuff. Because it, it, it basically is re, uh, re-encoding all of the video that you're receiving in that in that window and then casting it to the to the device, right? All right, that's why it's 35 bucks. So, in, I mean, the other, in the other mode, well... Okay. In the, in the other part, it, it uses more resources, but at the same time, it enables you to watch a bunch of video Anything. just by logging in and, and connecting to stuff that you already connect to and yeah. watching it on your TV. And so it does use more resources to do that, but that's cool that it can do that. that, that isn't Google's play here, though, the expectation that this is going to become the, the, the kind of default API for video providers to tap into to, to be sure they support? So the 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 twits and the uh, Hulu, you know, the special the Hulus and the specialty channels are uh, and, uh, assuming Google makes it simple enough. Well, and really are going, anybody are going to be adding this code. 
anybody can make an app for it, right? Didn't Kushik uh, make an app for Twit to stream it? I thought I saw something about that. Like, there's people making apps for them. Well, I thought they I, were I, working on it, but I don't think they're able to release them yet, right? Well, do they want to? Look what they did with the like. I got, I got a you know um, I don't remember what the dumb thing's called. <laughs> the, what's the thing called? Ant, you got Roku. The Roku, oh, Roku TV. The Roku. No, no, Google TV. Yeah. A banana. And because a banana. I wanted to a be lamp? able to do, I wanted to be able to do web on my TV set. And then, yeah. you know, and for a while you'd have to spoof the device, and then it all just disappeared. Uh, they, do these guys want to have us streaming, putting their stuff on our TV sets? Well, I, I think to some degree, if you can sell 10 million of these, which I don't think we have yet, but say we do, uh, then you're turning smart or dumb TVs into smart TVs, and then you're making a play for, hey, I'm the Discovery Channel, I should write an app that lets people come to me and pay me directly five bucks a month to watch Discovery Channel on their TV, right? Or I'm HDTV, I'm just making a play direct to the customer, I don't have to make a deal with any middleman, I'm just streaming straight to them, right? Do you remember something, didn't Eric Schmidt quite a long time ago say something about, like, we were going to have a TV sort of device, or was it a TV specifically? I I forget what he said, but, and everyone was like, "What, what, what was he talking about there? Is this it? Well, I definitely think that, like, instead of releasing a $2,000 Apple TV, that we just, just hey, let's here's a $35 dongle that turns the TV you already got into something smart, right? Right. Makes and sense. That's the, way, that's the way the world should work. The it's thing is, selling the dongle, what, selling the dongle to the mass public is going to be a hard sell because who the hell, except us, Geeks and nerds are going to understand what this thing does. Uh, I would think Google wants to wants to do deals with the television manufacturers to add this to their uh, to their hardware. I would think so too. But it, you know, if, if it catches on and be like, I think it was one of you guys said that you know tens of millions of these things start selling, it could really kind of shift the whole way TV works. And that could then turn around and shift the market. Like Can't happen soon enough. Rid of the middleman a little bit. For what it's doing, it's like I said. For me, it'll just be something We're to dunk around with and just get rid of it. Because if I want to watch YouTube from my phone and then flick it over to my television, I can already do that with with the current Google TV what technology. If, what, if, what, if, what would happen if the if the Clemson Tigers would say? Hey, we'll sell you an app that'll let you, uh, you know, for a dollar a game, watch our games, or you know, you know, whatever. Plug in what you will. That completes the cord cutting experience for Sold. people that need yes. sports. I, I want solution. an app that makes Manziel eligible this year. I mean, that would be a great app. <laughs> no sports trip. <laughs> but Ant, how much was that Google TV compared to this thirty-five dollar? Use your existing TV, assuming you have Google, a newer the HDMI. The Google TV device was a hundred bucks. Right, so it's still not super expensive. Yeah, it wasn't expensive. And I have a Chrome browser already on there. It's much faster than that Logitech review. That thing was, I enjoyed it, but man, it was slow. Yeah, that's what I am. It's Yeah, I definitely think if you already own Google TV, this is just redundant. But I think that definitely this doesn't help the Google TV partners. No, it doesn't. It doesn't help get them into the living rooms of the masses? And use would, a more channel-like, television-like yeah. experience? Isn't that what they're trying it, to do? It, well, see, it makes you wonder, you know, were they going to give these guys 
more tools to work with the the OEMs of Google TV. If you told me I had to fill a 24-hour slot only using things I found on YouTube, like you could easily do it. So I mean, it's not money, right? Exactly. But who what wants to, who wants to bet that Samsung will build this into their TVs? Without a doubt. Why not? That makes it's sense, right? Instead did. of if it, if it gets designed and sort of becomes a standard, but it doesn't have to because once they start putting well, them into the TVs, let's, let's when people around. buy the TVs, it automatically catches on because it's built in. Yeah, I think it's. And the first time, do that. all it has to do, they take it out of the box, turn it on, it detects on the network. There's another computer using Chrome, and it mirrors your browser just instantly. Like if they can get it to that point, people will be all over it. Yeah. Well, devil's Everybody has one of these things. That's going to totally disrupt the, this whole cable distribution uh, channels, bundles of channels model. Don't you think that would facilitate going to a la carte? You still have bundles of channels, but you select what's in the bundles. I want some of this from YouTube, some of this from Netflix, and some of this from HBO. Some you of this need from... the concept of a channel. You can, exactly. At that point, you can just go down and sell the program, sell the episode. You know? They have the ability now in the Samsung TVs. They have Netflix built in, Hulu's built in. All of it's built It sees your network already. It sees your movies. Let's not talk about encoding crap that doesn't work. But it's already there, so why not add a capability to just throw your browser or something else on the screen? You're done. And then once those are in everybody's homes because they made it so easy, the security will be poop, and all it's going to take is one clever hacker to control the minds of everybody. I'm looking forward to it. Like the, the, the Samsung TV, the, does the Google thing give a more uniform um, API for developers, though? Like, do you have to, if you want to show your, if you're Hulu or something, you want to have a Samsung channel, do you have to do a Samsung app and a Panasonic channel, a Panasonic app, and so forth. I'm going to say that the difficulty with the way I see the Samsung TVs is there's very limited development. I never see a new channel actually get offered, but I see those getting offered all the time on Roku's and everything else. Yeah, Roku's. Yeah, yeah Roku's. Is this thing spell doom for Roku? No, I think it's the opposite. I, uh, I think Roku's going to still... I mean, they, Roku has a really strong... I think they have a 30 million, maybe 20 or 30 million. I mean... To some degree, to watch Netflix in the past, the default way to watch Netflix was get a Roku. Yeah, that's what we've done. And that's been for like three or four years, right? So they've had market mm-hmm. penetration for a long time. Well, this Roku isn't going to kill it overnight. amazing app ecosystem. So let's, let's do the math. Both of these require HDMI. Both of these require external power. So there's no savings that way. Both of them will fit in your bag for luggage. So the difference is one plugs straight in or hooks to the Wi-Fi. The other one requires me to have a device to throw something to it. Uh, you know, you can take it how you want, right? I'll take a Roku on the road before I'll take the Chromecast on the road. Well, I'd like a Roku with Chromecast built in because I like the idea of the arbitrary website. There you, there and it go, also it's already on your network. does it also still depend the ecosystem you're in? If you're more using Google Play stuff as opposed to iTunes and all that, obviously you're not gonna well, use it as much. iTunes isn't what people are. Well, if you you're saying downloading movies and videos. Right, if all your stuff's locked right. into there. I mean, I, I guess you could still... I don't know. Apple TV. Yeah, well, right, right. okay. If someone would write it's a darn channel... It's not $35, though, though, is it? Yeah, if they'd write a channel that would let you on Roku that would let you get things that you've downloaded from those, that would be amazing. Right. Yeah, from Google Play, if they would let you get a channel that did that. But like I said, with HBO, with the mu- uh, music videos on Vivo, with uh, Hulu Plus, with Netflix, with Amazon On Demand, with there's so much content already on those that there's no reason that you need another device. 
That's cool. Let's uh, let's talk about weird, uh, other disruptions this week. You guys posted an article about the news companies getting bought by these tech guys. You want to? That's kind of interesting. Uh, Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post, not Amazon, but him personally, and not a bunch of other properties. Just you know the the Post, and then uh, needed, who bought? He needed a loss write off. You think? Yeah. You don't think this helps control? I don't know. I read some interesting stuff that it's like these guys buy it. They control the content. They control the media at that point. It's interesting. They do. But who's, no, who's reading it? They have know. tons of users, don't they? It's a newspaper. People read the newspaper still. I, I heard, I heard Larry and Mike do. Larry, Larry and Mike, you guys get newspapers at your door, right? No. <laughs> Guilty. Not for years. Okay, one. <laughs> Guilty. You got one person. You're just well, I bet he I, ain't I, I even opened it up hey, to the Why don't you pick Mike and I? Richard, do you also <laughs> get a paper delivered? I do not get a paper delivered. Okay. But I, I do remember there was a big stink whenever there was the rumor that Google had considered buying the New York Times. Oh, wow. And uh, this was years ago. But that's Google uh, as a company. If Amazon as a company would have done it, it might have been the same. But this is him personally. And yeah. is it what was interesting to me is that it only went for like one fourth of an Instagram, like two hundred fifty million dollars. Is it weird that a stupid photo sharing service went more than this respected newspaper yes. journalistic yes. property? I heard, I heard on NPR somebody said that newspapers sell for about ten percent of what they did a few years ago, and that it's right. really kind of a financially a good deal to buy it at this point. Now, but you know, he bought more than just the paper. He's got now a stable of writers. Uh, good writers that can know. help his Amazon yeah. review site. No, no, not that. Are they them, writing reviews? I can see them writing. Uh, okay, like I like he started like a week or two ago. They started. Uh, he published an interview of Barack Obama in one of those you know little short book formats. Maybe he's going to start having those guys write stuff that he sells on Amazon. Ninety nine cent books, newspaper. the little ninety nine cent books or something. I hear you can hack yeah. voicemails. And get celebrity news. Can I? I got an idea. And the Times no is on it. Yeah. What What would you do if you had all those writers? He, it's just like when a, com- a software company to get the talent. He bought a bunch of talent. Why yeah. does this stuff show up in my? I don't know why this stuff shows up in my mind. I think Larry brings it out of our heads. He bought not only a staff of writers, but this is a good point. He actually also bought the ability to now have a dedicated news channel on Kindles. So you now have digital streaming content, not streaming, but digital content that's available on the Kindle, subscription-based. You already have subscription feeds to all these Kindle users can now get top-quality news right to their devices that before was crappy. How, how, so long, did that, how long until we have, until our Google Prime, or uh, Google Prime, Amazon Prime things include the Amazon, the, Jesus, the, the watch. New <laughs> did he also, so does that come with all the printing presses and stuff, right? So now he can actually print, yeah. v- like, yeah. physical copies of all the digital books that he's selling. Because that's yeah, frustrating for me, his model, buying a digital book and then not getting the physical copy also. Or if I have a physical book, not getting the digital, he's yeah, going to seal. Do that. Right. Like on-demand book. He's going to fix that. You know, uh, Chris or, or, or Larry, the thing about your theory is the Washington Post, as it exists today at least, is not really a national newspaper. It, really? it it writes primarily for a Washington audience. Well, it writes a government audience, right? Well, that probably primarily is a government audience. But the point is, it covers the Washing. It covers Washington D.C. as a region. That's Could interesting. You, 
In Mike. that sense, a lot of its coverage wouldn't be very interesting to the rest of us. Okay, so how about this? So how about since he's got buckets of money in his pocket, he throws you know ones aimlessly. What if he starts buying regional newspapers like he comes to St. Louis and buys the Post-Dispatch? Well, didn't or, he buy some other ones also? I thought or I read he does what the Schulzberger family did, and that is turn the, his regional newspaper into a national newspaper. Well, I'm saying the opposite. Now he could offer digital-based regional news right to all your devices and Kindle Reader inside of your iPad and everywhere else. He's now got digital newspaper control. Regional. Those kind, I don't know that those kinds of roll-ups have been very successful, at least up to now. I don't get the. I mean, I I see a, I see it quoted a lot and read articles. Don't they have like uh, overseas bureaus and? And it's not just like a local paper. I'm looking. Well, he that's, says that's it's that's an exaggeration. Of course, you you see it a lot because it has the largest uh, uh, bureau covering Washington D.C. for sure and, and, and national politics in D.C. because they're local. Because they're local, yeah, exactly. So you you see them quoted an awful lot, and they've developed a real stable of really strong writers over the years. Right, and they syndicate their content to other papers, and people like will say, hey, in the, as seen in the yeah. Washington Post, that sort of thing. Yeah. I think the real sleeper here is that he also acquired El Tiempo Latino and Greater Washington Publishing, Fairfax County Times, and the Gazette newspaper, South Maryland newspapers. So okay. So, area. Oh, look at this. He's I, got I, more He's got more written, you know, write-up media and stuff, but he didn't get the Cash cows. That was one of the things that I saw. He didn't get like the television stuff. I'm going to raise my or, or hand. Or Kaplan. They make a lot of money out of uh, Kaplan. Yes, Chris. I'm, yeah. See, I had to go to the teacher. So I went ahead and because all of us are geeks, we didn't check. So I went to the Kindle store. I went to the Kindle newspaper section uh-huh. under the Kindle newspaper. Number one, New York Times, Wall Street Journal. Number three, Washington Post. Then USA Today. He bought something more popular on the Kindle than USA Today. Interesting. Uh, in the top nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So eight of them, looks like three of them are national type ones, a, a bunch of regional, then the Onion is in there, as well as like the Daily News and stuff. So LA Times, San Francisco Chronicles, Washington Post, New York Times, the rest is uh, big ones. Wall Street Journal, USA Today, uh, things like that. Financial Times. So he bought a nice regional one, and by region, if you scroll down the page, he could be buying these up. Chicago, Denver, Atlanta, these are all in the top of them. You think that's the plan? Chicago's for sale. I think that's the plan. I think he's yeah, going to go yeah. after and own all these regional newspapers, be able to publish directly to your Kindle readers. That makes sense. And digitize them. Screw the, the, you know, the paper delivery and all that. He, he's smart enough because he already now has a user base that already has digital consumption devices. Well, do you think he makes this a, an exclusive content thing where you can only get it if you have Kindle, you can only get it if you're working with Amazon? Richard's catching on. Do yeah. you really think he'd do that? Wouldn't he rather do Well, yeah. see, it depends. Like, see, are you trying? Well, it depends on what you're trying to advantage. Are you trying to basically drive people to your platform, or are you trying to basically reach as many people as you can? Well, Richard, no, think about it. It's not by platform. So that's one thing about Amazon that a lot of people don't realize. It's not by platform for him. Yes, he'd love to sell you a Kindle, but he wants you to get the Kindle reader on any device, be it yeah, your, your exactly. Apple, your Android, and then he can sell you subscription-based services to any device, any oh, right, I see what you're saying. Right, the right, Kindle right. reader, even the cloud right. reader. Right, so even if you have an Amazon or even if you have like a new Nexus 7, which I do have yep. right here actually, uh, or if you have, uh, you know, you have a uh, an iPad or whatever, you could still do this. Right? That's how I read all my books is on the iPad using the cloud reader from Kindle, or I mean, are the actual downloaded app, and I sync it offline. 
Okay. So imagine I get all my newspapers delivered daily to my application, I mean to my app on my iPad. I'm reading newspapers, whatever I want, via subscription. Cool. I'm sorry, it's just a thought. I'll go back now. Good thought. So what about the other one that got acquired? The Globe? Is that the Boston Globe? Well, uh, that's... Is that that's not as the, interesting? Uh, that's the that amazing Spanish story. You said the Nierdo, whatever, the, what about that one? That was fabulous. <laughs> Do you oh, know yeah, what they... you mentioned some Spanish one in there too? Yeah, yeah that's uh, not trivial. No, that's not. I mean, that's big. You know, I mean, you you laugh, but I mean, Univision and uh, Telemundo, those things are huge. I mean, El Tiempo oh, Latino outlets are big, right? I mean, it's El Tiempo. Look at the whole political spectrum. How they all the politicians are going after the Spanish speaking vote now. That's a big yeah, growing population. It's only a matter of time before there's more uh, Hispanics than uh, white people in the United States. And something else I just realized that none of us looked at that I just clicked on. Now he gets, just to himself, right, not to Amazon, he now gets all the revenue from the direct subscriptions for these. People pay anywhere from eleven nine ninety nine, but the Washington Post gets eleven ninety nine a month. New York Times is like nineteen ninety nine. He gets that direct revenue now as well for people that subscribe digitally to that service. Right. So in some ways, you could say that because the newspapers are so are getting so hammered by analysts who say their their model is dead, they're dead. There's still some value there, and, and that you could basically sweep in and buy it whenever they're undervalued, and then just still make a make a make a killing. That's what NPR was saying the other. Yeah, you know, you need some local, some freelancers and people like, you know, Ant to write you a few articles on the tech side and everything else, and you've got yourself a digital paper. Well, and they still have a strong brand, right? Yes. Wait, didn't we already start a couple of those? Hey, hey, Ant, has Jeff called you yet? Bezos, call me. What are you waiting on? (laughs) Yeah, we were about to bring him into the show. Yeah. (laughs) If the prices keep falling, the six of us can buy the LA Times. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Oh, man. That would be... Doom. All right. What would you do, Larry? Let, what would you do with the L.A. Times? The L.A. Times, it shrunk so badly. It used to be fat and big pieces of paper, and now it's a little skinny thing. With, uh, it's, it's sad. It's sad. And I think they've closed up a lot of their overseas bureaus and stuff like that. It, it, it probably has to become an L.A. paper. Well, maybe one of the other deep-pocketed tech people you know will purchase it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, it's Craigslist's fault. It's not our fault. Yeah, that's it's true. That's what they say that the classifieds was the first. Uh, yeah, yeah. Stop, stop blaming my company for everything. We'll, we'll just blame the internet. The yeah, internet in internet. general. <laughs> uh, let's see. You guys want to talk about the Moto X? There was a top Motorola engineer defending the specs because you know everyone's like, "Oh, you guys are using last year's." last year's processor look at the numbers the numbers these numbers are bigger so that means this one is better <laughs> and the engineer was like actually we're using it's this year's thing. processor year, it's just a dual core specialized processors in there too. right well and he's saying like if you if, if you open up a browser on a tablet that has like a quad core and open up a bunch of tabs it's only using two of its cores. And this might, I, it, he says, our phone has these things specially tuned to do their own individual processes, which will make it more efficient and not kill the battery. He says Samsung's S4 like just kills the battery with all this useless crap it's trying to do. It was interesting. He took individual pot shots at Apple, HTC, Samsung, 
I mean, LG, I think. Like, he kind of went down the list, if, if you look at the interview. Uh, Mr. Arshad. <laughs> it was I'm sure he had, 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 had a script. What, Richard? Yeah, it's it's right here. You know, it's it's only guys like us that are obsessed with the... the uh, Specs. The, the specs. But it's really even not. You have to mess with it. You could have, like, a quad-core device and run, like, complete poop, and you could have a finely-tuned dual-core device that runs awesome. Well, I guess that's I guess that's the point. If, if I, you know, I haven't seen a Moto X. If right, exactly. If it runs awesomely, though, if, In it, theory. if it performs the tricks that it's alleged to perform, and the... Uh, the the performance is crisp and reliable. Well, you know, who cares what processor is inside? Well, and if you think uh, about it, we're at that point where you can't keep making more and more cores. The battery technology hasn't improved enough for that to continue to happen. So you have to take what you have then and make it run more efficiently and better and start dedicating. And we'll see how well it works. Like I said, I haven't messed with it. Nobody, I think, for, besides... Just from reading a little about it, though, it seems like they've, they've really made some innovations in voice processing. I mean, forget That's what the I was going to uh, Is, you know, is it an... Innov- I mean, it, I don't know how well the speech recognition works and the voice commands and... Um, I, I thought Google Now worked fairly well right now on Android 4.2.2 and 4.3. It all depends how you use I, it, I though. Right, yeah, like, but I watched um, Twit this past Sunday, and Leo had had his Moto X there, had it on the desk, you know, about arm's kept, length in yeah. front of him, and he had everybody around him talking, and he did a command to the phone, and it was spot on. It, it was it was impressive. It called the called up the right Molly Wood. Yeah. yeah, not yeah. the wrong. Oh, right. She was really happy it didn't call it the porn star bio. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but I mean, I mean that's, that's pretty damn Maybe this yeah. signals a jumping off point in, in kind of, you know, extra cap- capability that doesn't exist in other phones. Yeah, in the show notes, I put uh, Guy Kawasaki had the Moto X review that he liked the best. Um, I watched it. It was really, really well done um, by a guy that does phone reviews on YouTube. And um, and uh, so I put it in the show notes. But I gotta tell you, I'm I'm not sold on it. I I just don't want it. It's I want a five inch phone. Well, I'll least. say this: my no. wife said she wants to buy it, so there you go. Have you messed with one, Rich? What's that? No, have I have not messed with one. I did actually try to get one for the show, but um, you know, so it obviously has some appeal. I mean, I've heard some people say they want them. So. But so the other thing I've heard too is that is this all this contextual stuff is it going to be just a bunch of gimmicky crap that ends up getting turned off and then you have all of these specially dedicated processors that are just basically going to waste taking up space because you're not using them unless you could like reproperize them to do something else which I I doubt you can it's not that configurable obviously did you just say reproperize I did <laughs> I couldn't think of the right <laughs> word shut up. <laughs> Neologism. You know what I'm talking about. Reassign. Repurpose. Reassign reassign. the priority of what it's doing. Shut up, Chris. That's. I was just checking. I just. I was just checking. Yeah. No, you are correct. I did. Okay. (laughs) Look that one up, Chris. Google it. Moto reproperize. Did you mean? (laughs) But and the stuff. The other smartphone I'm interested in is the uh, Lumia 1020. Totally. Mm-hmm. You are the you are the smartphone photographer. Mm-hmm. That 
phone looks to have like a fantastic camera. I, I want that camera phone. I hope I could get out one weekend and go put my hands on one of those devices and, and, and see now just this, how good it is. This, this is a Nokia, so it's a Windows phone? Right. Yes, it's a Windows Now, would you, would you sacrifice your OS to have a really good camera? That would you be know, no. No. <laughs> Negative. No. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah. now wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. I would answer that question. Mike, differently. vouch for it. I, I would. I've. I have used at least as a, um, a as a uh, loaner uh, evaluation phone. I've used a Windows phone. It's a nice system, and for that camera, I'll tell you, I would be thoroughly tempted. Forty-two megapixel. Forty-two megapixel. Yeah. So every time I take a picture, I it, every time it takes a picture, it uses up thirty uh, percent of your battery. Trying to and render eighty percent of your space. <laughs> right. Fair enough. <laughs> no, no, guys, look at. But look then it the keeps on the thing. it that, keeps what just... you want, and then it deletes the rest. Oh man! You I know, mean, basically, you should go online. Uh, no. The, the for example, the Verge's got a uh, a review up on the Nokia ten twenty. And the review includes a photo gallery that takes you to uh, uh, to Flickr. The the photos this thing takes are just fantastic quality. Yeah, you don't need optical zoom anymore. I mean, both of these things look to the future. You know, like the amount of storage the pictures take or something. It's going to become less and less relevant. And oh, like, I could definitely see this thing in a in a in a future movie where you basically have someone take an innocuous picture, but oh, I need to zoom in on that guy that's like Enhance. Oh, the guy that's Enhance. And... Enhance. This, this would add truth to the fact when they're sitting there in CSI or twenty four. Can you just can you zoom in a little more on that? Actually, Chris, <laughs> it's actually the show Arrow and the show Under the Dome that uses these. But yes, you're you're on the right path. They'll be like, can you just zoom in a little bit more and take a look at that for us? Yeah. What are, these pictures do look really good. Though. But think about it also. <laughs> what are you looking at those pictures on? If it's just like a crappy old monitor, you're not going to notice it. But the more we use these high PPI devices like the Nexus 10, no, you're right. these sure. new devices, then they start looking better. And then you go back to your old screen and you're like, ugh. Where's well, even, even on my crappy old monitor, you know, when you, when you take a photo and you can blow it up, you can zoom in right. within the photo. And yeah. it doesn't lose detail. And not lose detail. And impressive. I would like take to take really good pictures with that, and you don't have to worry about composing or anything. You'll do that post processing. Totally, totally changes the way you think about taking a picture. I would really like to see that camera take a photosphere. Yes. Oh, I, I posted awesome. some photospheres recently. They're they're really cool. from that camera. But they're not forty-one <laughs> megapixels, Richard. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? My eight point two one gig photosphere. It's in full HD. Well, no, no, seriously. I had a, I had a, another person that said, oh, that photosphere is so cool. How do I do that? And, you know, they have like a Samsung with like the TouchWiz or whatever, and they have like a different camera app. I'm like, well, you could download the stock camera <laughs> for Android, and then that has it right. But, so it's really only taking, reading this, 34 to 38 megapixel pictures because of the physics of the lenses and the sensors. Right. That's totally crap compared to 42 megapixels. 
So. That's I know. I'm really upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we've been scammed. Only totally less than. I mean, come on, seriously. Uh, I want my money, money for that. I mean, and you were t- Matt. You were talking about you know really what are you viewing these pictures on and how they look? Well, we're going to look on a BlackBerry, okay? Oh well, I I hope you enjoy the wasted the resolution. Z10. Q10 this time. The Z10. Q10. That's what I meant. That was important. No, no, oh, Z10 would have been better. That's the one he really loves. Right. <laughs> Maybe this is the start of a bunch of innovations. And in, in wait a minute, Chromebooks. this guy took pictures of the same. Okay, okay, let's do this. I want to. Well, what? obviously, you should be able to take whatever that is. I mean, you can just add more megapixels, make a better sensor, and all that. Does this thing decide? on a picture-by-picture picture basis depending on how much light it gets or just everything overall? Like, how is it deciding how many megapixels it's going to waste, I mean, use, on, on a picture? <laughs> waste. No, I said <laughs> use. I corrected myself. I think what it does, it takes one big picture, and it also saves a, a sort of a small JPEG, a com- highly compressed JPEG version. That's for, correct. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying these pictures are any better than the ones I took at the exact same event that this guy was at that took them. You're just saying that because you're you. No, because I use the <laughs> I use the HTC eight megapixel. I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying they're any better. Just looking at this. Yeah, that is a good camera. Hey, do you think this is the new Nexus Seven or the old Nexus Seven? That's the old. That is the old one. Yes, that is that's the old. One. Don't try and nice trick story. us with your camera that lens trickery. Right this is the new one right here. Yes, that's, that's right. the new. I've, I've, I've one of my um, techs has one, and I was I was impressed because at first I was like, why would I buy one? I like what I have, but it, it's it's quite nice. Yeah, and for two twenty-nine, I'm almost tempted, even though I have the old Nexus. Yeah, the resolution on it, I it, I actually saw a difference. I didn't think I would. On that display. Does it take a lot of uh, battery or processing time to push all those pixels around? Or is it <laughs> yeah, I have actually uh, noticed yeah. that my battery seems to go faster. But I think that it's kind of one of those functions of the fact that um, that you know I uh, you know it's thinner and the battery can't be as big. I don't know, but uh, so like when I want, and I also buy more HD content because it looks cool. It well, does. of course. I mean, if you yes. have all of those pixels per inch, you might as well be using them. Well, and I know that Matt swears by his Nexus 10. I, I don't think this is better than the Nexus 10. I just think it's on par for the Nexus 10 for like half the money. That's the one I'm waiting on. The, the new refresh one? Of that. What's the refresh, that even? refresh of the Nexus 10. Yeah. What's that? What could they possibly... We already tried to talk about this. Like, what could they possibly have improved, though? Four gigs of RAM? Okay. Is Android even using that much yet? Like, I don't think so. Maybe. Well, I'm sure there's some all apps my... out there that would appreciate that much RAM. The games, maybe. You yeah, know? I mean, you I'm, can keep I'm going in that direction. 10-inch tablets. I, I really saw... like the 7-inch form factor. You're, I think you're, you're on, too, because when I was at the conference, like, carrying around the 10-inch tablet, I just left it in the hotel room. Like, I barely had it with me. I just used my phone. But everyone had 7-inch mm-hmm. tablets. Yeah. They were yeah, I think that whenever Steve Jobs said that the 7-inch fa- fa- tablet was just not a good form factor and people really wanted 10, I think that's a miss. I like it. I like, on the plane, it's, it was awesome. Reading is awesome, but if I'm walking around a bunch, like, I just don't want to carry it, but that's when you have your phone anyway. So it's, it depends what you're doing. So I talked about that on a new domain this week. There you go. 
Speaking of the conference, what I learned at DEF CON, Tor browser yeah. attack. Do any of you guys use Tor? I, I never use this. I have a friend that uh, works on <laughs> I, I'll give a plug out to I2P if you guys want to use There was a guy, like that, not but. me, that... <laughs> There's a guy. Sure. Likely story. Yeah, the guy was downloading all kinds guy. of illegal stuff. I mean, not me again. I saw you. I saw you at the airport in front I am of me. Admitting nothing. On my way home with eight laptops, I could have. I kept staring because I thought it was you, and I wanted to say hi, but I was like, "What would he be doing here?" But he looked just like you, and he had like all these laptops, and he's like, "Oh, my company's making me go to all these damn conferences." His black hat and Defcon. He's got all these laptops. He's like, "The guy made me take them out of my bags." <laughs> I was like. That's not you, uh, but it yeah. looks like you. It was weird. That does sound weird. There are more than one Richard Hay on the on Google Plus too. Really? He didn't well, have the same name as one. you. He just looked. All right, never mind. Do any of you guys <laughs> use say, Tor that's, at that's all? That's my metric for the, the success of the platform. Is that whenever people can log in and say Richard Hay, and there's like fifty Richard Hays, that's ah. like a good thing. Or a bunch of spam bots, <laughs> which spam is bots. not a good thing. Right, that would be a bad thing. Does anybody like use Tor? Two, two real Richard Hayes and the rest are connects, whatever. All right. Anyone at all? No? <laughs> Does anyone here care about your privacy? Well, yeah, so yes. I have questions. I, like, I heard the NSA guy spoke at DEF CON. Did you see his talk? I saw the retired general. I did not see the NSA guy. I was all over the place. Yeah, I heard somebody threw tomatoes or stood up and said bad things or something. Or... There were free fed, free donuts for feds. I saw that kid walking around giving out free donuts. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What else did you see, Matt? I, mean, I, I would I, care I, about my privacy if I had any. I saw things, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I guess oh, yeah. like some old versions of the, the browser that they have for Windows are vulnerable. Malware used by a law enforcement agency to harvest the IP addresses of users of several hidden services hosted by Freedom Hosting. Uh, the malware exploits a serious JavaScript security vulnerability affecting Firefox and other products that share the same code base, including the Tor browser and SeaMonkey. Do you guys use SeaMonkey? I used to use that all the time. I think I still have I've it. I've never heard of SeaMonkey. Really? It's another like Mozilla spinoff. I liked it because it oh, had... Okay. Uh, I don't know what it had that I liked. It had a bunch of composer stuff and chat, Chatzilla built in and all that. Hmm. But yeah, like the bundle is, I guess, a new. They're working on fixes, so if you have the updates, you'll have to get it soon. Yeah. Has anyone else played Candy Crush? No. And I swear, <laughs> if you send me one more Facebook invite for that, Richard. No, no. I, I, I just heard one of my. What I tried to like. He sent an ingress invite to one of my coworkers, and he was like, "He's like, no, no, I'm I'm on Candy Crush, and I can't." What? <laughs> oh my gosh! Like that is anything even close to being the same yes, thing. I hope he's well, not so, that just made me think maybe it's like this big online game or something. That's like someone being like, "Man, I'm so thirsty," and you offering him some sand and salt. <laughs> like, no, this isn't going to help. What, Ingress is sand and salt? And- no, Candy Crush is sand and salt. <laughs> Never oh, mind. Yeah, just- that was a bad that was I a bad was offering comparison. Ingress. Richard's Chromecast crashed. Oh, no, wait, it was mine that crashed. <laughs> I hate when it does that. I don't have a life and I don't play any of those. Y'all are scaring me. Oh, hang <laughs> With the exception of Ingress, I still play that. Are you? What well, level are you? Eight. 
Well, yeah, I saw you got to eight. I'm still on five. I'm three quarters of the way I'm to six. I'm still like halfway through seven, and I just... Oh, seven I, takes forever. Though. I played like, it in Vegas a little down, bit, and I seven. came... I saw some other people playing, and I was like, oh, cool, Ingress players, and they were on the other team, so I was like, ooh, and I kept walking... And I noticed they were, like, level one, and they had their little portal there. So as they were standing there in their group, I dropped, like, a couple L7 bombs and just completely wiped go. it. And then they got mad and walked away, kind of. It was There you sad. go. Rack up the points. Yeah. yeah that's funny. I did notice their new damage reports are kind of cool. I posted a couple screenshots on Google+. Plus. Well, now uh, they got also they got new mods. It's, like, make the portals harder to take. Cool. I need to start playing again. I didn't really care for that interface change with the whole swipe stuff. I don't know, because I'm used to playing it the other way, but I'll get used to it. Just, just give me landscape mode, please. That's right? Am I the only <laughs> one that drives around with it sitting this way? <laughs> like, oh, that is so annoying. landscape mode. Oh, it's you know, so annoying. All of this smooth scrolling, you know, it's running like damn near 40 frames per second. Just... Give me landscape. Well, and that, and yeah. when you have to switch, like if you're playing music or podcasts, to an app that is landscape mode, the lag from it trying to yeah. grind it back is so horrendous. Yeah. Please fix that, Niantic. Thank you. Uh, top news story. Why did Ant Pruitt succumb to Facebook? Ant, we saw a picture of you on Facebook. What is this? What is this trickery? Well, well, let's, let's, let's be clear. You saw a picture of me on Facebook when in actuality mm-hmm. it was me playing spy cam. Interesting. I, remote, I did RDP using a team viewer into my home computer to, um, number one, I use it to see what the kids are doing on the computer. And number two, I also have running in a separate tab, Ustream. So I'm streaming what's going on in the house. So you can see both ways, basically. You can see oh, from the screen yeah, out buddy. and then what's on the actual screen. That's amazing, Ant. Oh, yeah, buddy. That is such a breach <laughs> of trust for your children. Where are they? Listen, kids. To watch the kids. <laughs> He's spying on you, kids. <laughs> trust no one. I, but but Richard, I wasn't on Facebook. I wasn't on Facebook. He was. But I get in there, and they, they don't know that I'm on the screen unless I move their mouse or something, and I can just watch what's going on. Most of the times, they're on there doing playing, YouTube. Playing Candy Crush? <laughs> oh, no. My kids are... I mean, Farmville. Farmville. Even though my kids they make old me school. look cool, they're not that lame. You know, that's that's the thing guys do. these companies do that proctor exams remotely. Hmm. They watch you and your screen. Right. The world rejoiced when we thought Ant joined Facebook, and then a huge sigh was heard globally as we found out it wasn't him. It was him of just course. spying on his kids. I guess no big deal. Now, Ant, can you actually can you be angry at the NSA for spying on you when you in turn are spying on yours? I own my kids. <laughs> the government own owns. Kids, so the government yes, would make that same well, this argument. Is like, this is they like don't, a, they don't my mom, own me. Say, this is not a democracy. Two hundred years ago, yeah. Aunt, they would have owned you. Well, wait, and I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like in a racist oh, way. No. I'm just saying, <laughs> two hundred years ago, there was. Three, <laughs> all right, forget it. Not a democracy. They're on my bandwidth and they're on my computer. They have bought none of that. That's true. Thank you, Chris. It's a, look, it's a dictatorship, and I'm the dictator, damn it. Fair enough. Well, I had teachers this. like that. It's just like on a company machine. You can't do the same thing. And right. I had teachers like this. that, and I did not like them. I'm just saying. 
Hey, whatever. Oh, they don't, don't have care. to like you. You may they have a rebellion. And, and know that you love them enough to not let them get away with this crap. Wait, you haven't seen his kids in the back when they go by? They have little uh, Bitcoin scanners. They have to do that to use the internet in the house. They, they have, like, get... little running man <laughs> collars on. Yeah, I got NFC tags. NFC tags. <laughs> Their poor little cell phones are always broke. Setting off alarms all yeah. over the house. You getting into that cookie jar? <laughs> dwee, dwee, dwee. Every, every oh, now awesome. and then they'll see... Crash again. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's what it was. His ears are burning. And they always have to be on camera, I swear. They're at a distance. We can't tell. Talk about Hangouts, Hangouts is informing me of my connectivity problems. Are we having a storm? No, you're good you now. Okay. It keeps, like, glitching. Weird. No, it's Montana. Don't say that. There was actually I heard the name I heard Montana in a, a talk there at at DefCon over and over. There was a state representative who helped do uh, the bill for our privacy thing here, HB like two hundred six or something. But anyway, after that talk, there was like all these articles on Mashable and the Blaze about how is this the new face of digital online privacy and this and that because what he wants to do with the the legislation is have other states look at what we did in Montana and be like, yo, you can actually do this and move forward and it was kind of interesting to like be at defcon and hear montana and be like hear like one or two people like, like kind of clap there. over there and i was like whoa <laughs> are they from montana there's like one guy yeah he had this weird android beanie on and it was like 108 degrees i don't know what was wrong with him you had a beanie on, dude. I did. My Please. friend was like, there's a bunch of weirdos. You need to bring your weird shirts and your Android beanie. And I was like, I will. You fit right in. I wore it, too. Not outside. <laughs> but inside, it was okay. <laughs> they have good AC in Vegas, I'll tell you. Oh, man, the AC in Vegas is unbelievable. I wish I could have been there. Next year. Been very Will Smith was there. Somebody tweeted a picture of Will Smith at the SE, the, the social engineering uh, thing. I guess somebody he knows is... Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, we were just there. I totally didn't see him, but... Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure if you had seen him, it would have made a huge difference. I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hi, Will Smith. Move. I'm working on something. I would have been like, whoa, wait, is that Aunt... Oh, no, it's just Will Smith. Never mind. (laughs) Larry, before we get out of here, tell us about the L.A. Data Center that sells for $660 per square foot. It just Man. kind of, uh, it's, a big, it's an office building in downtown L.A., and uh, it just sold for that price. It's kind of amazing, huh? How many square feet Most was it? Like that's real estate in, in L.A. How many square that, feet that's was That's CapEx, though. That's not like a per month fee or anything. Say that again? That's CapEx. It's like the upfront cost. You pay that one time. Yeah, yeah, you buy the whole building. It's yeah, they're not the renting it for six hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah, that would that wouldn't make sense. Yeah, somebody built bought the building, so that's just yeah. about what it costs to have a meet me room in a data center. That's expensive real estate. Do you guys ever go in those things? In data center? Never. Yes. Yeah. We're not talking about yeah, no, those big giant. Like I've been in this. It's spooky. I've been in these tall office buildings, and you. Right up in the elevator, and you get off, and there's no people. There's just racks. It's it's spooky. I used to it's like it. Very very cold. Stuff. Larry, thank you for defining my daily job. <laughs> 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 That's why I got out of it, man. It was. 
There's this scene in Tron Legacy where like the guy and then yeah. there's a bunch of machines and then he's like stealing the stuff off the one server and the That's security it. guard. <laughs> yeah, we're like 15 floors of just racks and data centers and. Yeah. That's all it is. But you bring that up, so you think about it. That's more expensive than buying one of those, you know, small apartments in New York, right? You're buying at that type of price. I would like two square feet, please. Now, was this empty or is this (laughs) equipped for? This is is an ongoing data. It's it was okay. It's what's the 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 office building is about two thirds data center and one third you know, lawyers and stuff like that. It's <laughs> right. a major downtown office building. If you could build a rack out of Raspberry Pis, your rent would only be $48. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'll take for this the, foot. For the geeks that didn't get that, I apologize in advance. I no, understand. that's brilliant. That's all you would need, too. <laughs> it's not the fastest it's, server, but it works. To come back where we started, is is the processor in a Chromebook kind of Raspberry Pi? A Chromebook and a, a, a Chromecast. Uh, Chromecast. Sort of more or less the power of a Raspberry. Uh, it's a Marvel. I think it's a Marvel chip in the Chromecast. Has, some, has some special uh, audiovisual capabilities. Let me let me give you a, a clue. The Marvel processor has often been available as the prize in the Cracker Jacks boxes. <laughs> Well, for $35, I mean. Otherwise known as the processor by Marvel that drives the superheroes they talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking about a different Marvel. Oh, okay. Marvel? Yeah. Marvel, yeah. They, they, they compete with Broadcom, and, uh, and uh, they also make, uh, like, uh, uh, FIs for, like, 10, 100 gigabit Ethernet and so on. I'm sorry, Richard. I just made a cheap joke is all. Oh, no, it was cheap, all right. <laughs> Larry, uh, Mike, I'm getting the bling ready for you, Mike. i got to get the bling ready, the weekly bling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, want, I want bling. i got to say, bling Larry, from the bling master. Larry, you write all over the place. Yeah, you write right. about satellites, data centers, MOOCs. Is there, is there anything you don't write about, Larry? Sneakers. Yeah, I don't write, I don't write uh, you know, romance novels. That's an unclaimed niche. You'd write sneakers. <laughs> what are I, these? I've been, thinking of, I've been thinking of starting up a niche on uh, a new domain.net. You know, just the, what's the craziest thing you ever saw? Just flat out crazy, like huh. crazy. Well, just open up a thing. What would, be, kind of, what would be your first entry? Like I saw somebody oh, shoot some. Would be, I would write the story of Chris Mino, which I do not have time to relay at this point, but it's it's a crazy story. We'll look that, forward to that. A, that's a thread for Quora. <laughs> Maybe. Are you asking a question or are you telling us like a a story? Oh no, no, the thing is you tell a story and then you say you open it up and say, you know, you know, throw out a big invitation for right. Yeah, for people to, you know, you tell me what your craziest story is, right? Isn't and then you just kind for... of bet through the through the responses and pick a pick a cool one every week and just kind of throw it out there, right? That'd be cool. Yeah. We should do it. It could be like an FML type of thing, or a GroupHug.us, like anonymous confession, that that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it depends. I don't know if it'll go, but you never know. You just throw it out there and see what happens. The craziest thing I saw was Aunt Pruitt on Facebook. (laughs) What are these satellites, Larry? Larry, just just think. I'll be on Facebook again tomorrow. That's true. Did you hear that, kids? He's spying on you. Oh, he's watching. He's watching. Where are the children? 
<laughs> All right, Larry, it's tell random. us about these Syncom satellites and Arthur okay, C. Clarke. You know, that deal, I was just going to say, the reason I and did that was it's an done. old thing. And I don't know if you guys, I actually put a couple things on uh, A&D, too, history things, when Doug Engelbart died. And I loved that old the old stuff, the old history. And I don't know if anybody else cares about it or if it's just old fartism. I'm, I'm with you, but, Larry. Are you? With you. I like it. It's it interesting. Was the, it was the 50th anniversary of Syncom 2, which did, you know, um, it, it uh, did, it did the, you know, Syncom did the Olympics in 1964. Uh, that Those things were really amazing. And, and the, the other, that's a double point. It, it sort of was, I used that as an excuse but then uh, also to talk about Arthur C. Clarke and, and people that sort of imagined geostationary satellites before we actually built them. Right. Uh, those are visionary people, you know. Uh, and I don't know if people – I think it's really cool. I don't know if anybody else cares about that stuff anymore. Mike and I do. Right, Mike? I'm with yeah. you, Lair. It is Excellent. cool. It's our. It's like tech history. It's where all this stuff came yeah. from, and all the science fiction it's, stuff is where it's it going. It you, man. I mean, shit. Doug Engelbart thought up everything we use today, you know? And on top of it, he was a really sweet person and, and a very, uh, yeah, he, he was just a, you know, he was a altruistic and driven and sweet and extremely smart person. They don't make him like that anymore. No, they really don't. Well, maybe Jeff Bezos. <laughs> time, time will tell. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jeff, Jeff has put an awful lot of mom and pop bookstores around the world out of business. Yeah, yeah. He's this generation of Walmart. Is that what you're saying? But he also gave a platform to a bunch of cheap Fifty Shades of Grey type romance writers for selling books at ninety nine cents a piece all day long. So I mean, you give and take, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, like a guy like Doug Engelbart was really altruistic, I and mean, he wanted to make the world a better place to live. I, I really do believe that. Whereas Jeff Bezos wanted to get rich. I, I do believe you that. You think? Too. Isn't he already rich? Like, how he much more rich. rich do you need to be? I think he's. I think he's got something good to give back to humanity. Yeah, he, you know who too is is uh, what's his name? The guy that does the um, uh, rock. Uh, Elon yeah, Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah, he also seems to be a, a guy that makes the world a better place. Something a better place. Makes yeah, he does. Yeah. Either that, or he's trying to just build a rocket ship to get himself the hell out of here. We're not sure yet, but hopefully not. He's going to give us uh, good electric cars. I, I, I believe he's a guy that wants to make have a significant life. Done and done. Done and done, exactly. All right, yeah, and tell, tell us about your significant writing and where it can be found so we can wrap this up. A new domain.com. And uh, I haven't put anything on tech page one yet, but check us out on a new domain.com. Chris Miller, Mr. Spike Studios himself. Uh, I have an article up on a new domain on the Moto X. I wasn't I wasn't excited. Otherwise, uh, freak loads of product reviews still. So Spike Studio is the place to I'm, go on YouTube. I'm going to see your not excited Moto X article, and I'm going to write one that says I am excited, and Chris Miller doesn't know what he's talking about. You wait. And I would agree with that uh, both ways, that you're excited, and I don't know what I'm talking okay. about. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Larry yeah, how can you guys write these things and get excited without touching the thing? Have you got them? Mine was not about the actual device itself. It was about the marketing plan. That the hype. Yep. 
Yeah, when I wrote about the Galaxy S4, it was just commentary based on what the I read hype. and what I saw. You know, the hype. No, I didn't. Yeah, mine was about. So mine was about. I'll tell you, mine was about the name they chose, which I think is stupid, and then the uh, <laughs> motocross. Yeah, it's it's. They're gonna gone. get sued for that, I think. Eventually, that's gonna come back. You don't pick Moto X when that's what they use for all the motocross events for the past, you know, 10, 15 years. And then the idea of the engraving stuff, the way it bites the iPads, the whole customization thing, they have a huge issue with people trying to return or sell devices that are engraved and etched. And so I was like, why would they right. even make a selling point? It was a marketing thing. It's oh, like yeah. dating someone that has the name Dave tattooed on them when your name is Tim. Like that just, you got to be a Dave if there's a name. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, Mike Rothman, where are you writing at? You can find me at uh, Dell's Tech Page One. Check it out. Sorry, I skipped or you, Larry. Or follow me at uh, That Works For Me. But Larry has a blog, so I, that's why I skipped you. Thank you, I, Mike. I've been putting stuff on a new domain. Too. Okay. He has. Good deal. Good work, press. And Richard Hay? Yeah, I did have one other little point to bring up, and that is that uh, there was another story floating around about uh, uh, Chrome, how you can view your own passwords. Oh, yeah. Uh, doing the Chrome settings passwords thing. Yep. Um, and, and essentially our response was that um, uh, that, is, that once you're logged into the OS, then you already have full access to all files. And so, um, Lock your damn computer. Well, that is kind of the message. But at the same time, I don't, and I don't know what the response to this would be. I mean, this is kind of always, it's always had this capability. I guess there, people are just now noticing it. Uh, but, uh, you know, but basically I would imagine that possibly they'll put something on there saying, if you want to look at, you know, expose the passwords and make them, you know, see them in, in clear text, like demand a password or something. Doesn't basically, Chrome, I mean, doesn't Chrome have that thing where you can encrypt it with a separate password? Is that not what you're talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, well, oh yeah, no, no. The thing is, is that, uh, essentially if you're logged in, on your OS account, you have full access to your machine. Mm-hmm. Um, that you can go into Chrome and you can open up a tab and you can go to. Uh, it's, I think it's um, it's uh, basically um, settings, uh, right? Chrome colon slash slash settings slash password, and it'll show you all the saved passwords in Chrome, and then you can hit a little button and say show the password, and it'll show it in the clear. Well, hold on, I'm in there now. Passwords? No kidding. Okay. Chrome, oh, yeah, I've slash seen slash that. Settings slash passwords. Okay. Passwords or passwords? Passwords. Oh, there we go. Save passwords. Your save passwords will appear here, which I never save. That's... Right. If you never save them, you won't have anything in there. And what you could also I... change the setting on your account to not save them. But what kind of idiot would complain about this when it's your browser that you're logged into. But uh, This is kind of, but then, you know, you could add another safety feature. It's kind of like you could add a feature that says, you know, like if you're going to go look at your Google dashboard or something like this, right? Um, I mean, once you're logged in, I mean, basically you're in, right? So the yep. assumption is that you're you. Uh, and that's the only time you could access this. That's right? like on your phone if you had a password to get into your phone, but then every app also had a password to get into. It's like if you're already in the phone, if you already have the phone, why do you, you know, why do you need Wait, you're, you're in your credit card statement and it actually shows your credit card number? <gasps> I'm, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah it's like that. You're looking but, at your I mean, phone you know, bill and it's showing There are people you? that are kind of like, you know, 
Idiot. Oh my gosh! If I leave the machine logged in, then like you know, my 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 kid could come up and find out the password to the bank. Richard, who said that? You tell me who Idiots. said that, and and I there will email them. There are people that say these things on articles to link who? They're trolling. <laughs> I refuse to <laughs> believe that is. They're just trolling. All right. Do you have any articles you want to mention, Richard, or was that it? Uh, that, well, I mean, I did write a. I did go to an NSA protest uh, this weekend. That was a uh, cool article. Um, and uh, that was really cool. I didn't know that that um, uh, David Ellsberg, the uh, leaker of the Pentagon Papers, Daniel. and Daniel? also um, Daniel. Mark Klein, the uh, AT and T technician who exposed the secret room uh, at AT and T uh, back in two thousand five. Um, you know, the both of them were there. Uh, talking about their experiences and and I didn't know they were physically going to be there. So I mean, I've heard of these people before, but I've never seen them. So this was interesting to see them actually physically, and then you know what they had to say about the Fourth Amendment and illegal search and seizure, and and how you know you're supposed to not have these blanket fishing expedition type surveillance. Right? That could have been those guys getting in this much trouble, you know? Right. They 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 identified with the current uh, the, the people that have been leaking lately, and and you know said that. In fact, I think Ellsberg was prosecuted and was found. You, got, you know, I, I, when this when Snowden came up, I asked you guys why they prosecuted him and and not Ellsberg, but they did, and he got off on a technicality. Or they yeah, probably they, they went after Ellsberg. They tried to throw him in jail for the whole. Yeah. Did he flee to Russia? No. Like no. Snowden did. He stood there. And, no. Uh, no, he took it. He, 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 he stood up and, and took it right there. Crazy. Yeah, but that was that was a good piece. It was interesting to see the pictures and everything. That, that was really cool. Good job, Richard. Yeah, thanks. Well, I just went and then relayed what I saw. That was the... That's a reporter. That's, that's, that's all it was. Oh, you're a journalist. Well, I guess... Uh, <laughs> Do you work for the Washington Post? Also, you know, I don't even get paid. I'm totally a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. And, uh, yeah, I got a couple articles, one on Tech Secure, one on something else I forget. But it's going to be on Tech Page 1, so check it out there. And in your domain, check out Attack of the Androids on Tuesdays. Yeah, it's on Wednesdays. Point and Shoot Thursdays. What are you guys doing tomorrow for the contest, Ant? What's been the contest this week? Um, Money Shot is, is what he called it, but I changed it to... Um, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I changed oh, it to um, yeah, who, who won? Uh, shooting, shooting money or something like that is what I changed. What I changed it to. So it's been some pretty clever stuff out there so far. Hmm. You mean it's like pictures of money? Wish I would have saw that before you changed it. I would have had a couple pictures. No, I got a really cool, cool picture from a, a Google office with a bunch of currency on on a, on a table. Just they they just if you have. Currency from a different country, then you just tape it down with the rest of the currencies. Nice, and we're, we're and that's the kind of stuff we're seeing because we got people overseas and whatnot. So you'll see some European money in there too. I have some really old Deutschmarks and like Italian lira and French francs. I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna take a picture of my Bitcoin thing, my address, and I'm gonna send that. That'll be my money shot. I mean, my shot of that's money. How, and that's that's perfect. There you go. Yeah, but it, it was cool. originally called Money Shot, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to put that The out different there. faces of money. You might That's as well just put it. that out there and then, like, open it up to everybody. No more, no more like, inviting people. <laughs> it's just a free-for-all. Complete chaos at that point. Oh, man. All right, well, we got to get out of here. That's an hour. Thanks for listening, guys. Ant, Chris, Larry, Mike, Richard, and me. Yeah, it's...
We'll uh, catch you guys next week. Subscribe on iTunes. We appreciate all that stuff. And check out the Google Plus community throughout the week. That's where we post most of these stories that we end up talking about. So we can hang out in there. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Good night. Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.